Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. You are listening to the Technical Foul Podcast for Monday, May 29th, 2018. I'm your host, Manny Fresh, and I'm joined by my co-host who finally decided to go to work today. Judd, what up? Work's overrated, dog. Uh, yeah, I, I know you work, say that. Yeah. Work, work is a state of mind that I choose not to be in right now. Oh, really? Oh, okay. So you're an abs- you're you're an absentee employee. Allegedly, uh, Drake's absentee father. So I'm just, you know. Hey, man, I, I, that must be a light skin dude type of thing. I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, I, you know. Nah, Jamaican niggas been doing it for decades. True, but still, hey, man, <laughs> hey, man. You know what I mean? Your light skin. I mean, as you guys, for those of you that don't know, uh, my my co-host here, Justin, is a uh, is a proud um, beige Negro. So. Ain't, ain't nothing wrong with it. It's nothing wrong with it, you know. You know, it's nothing wrong with it. Y'all have seas. Um, hey, hi- hybrids are, are taking over. Hey, hey, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm a Spanish nigga, so we, you know, we, we we the best of both worlds. You know what I mean? We bring the Latin flavor with the with the with the with the with the African Americano flavor, so we good. You know what I mean? We good, man. But hey, man. I mean, how you feel? How you feel about this diss track, man? Some good basketball games this weekend. No, 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 no. I'm gonna ask you a question first, though. I want you to answer me because you are you are the leader of the Drake fan club. I'm not. You are. But why? Why is it every time you just jump straight to hyperbole? Every time. I'm not jump. I'm not jumping to straight to hyperbole. I'm just saying that you know, allegedly, you are the leader of the Drake fan club. Huh? You know, you think like you got Drake pajamas. You got Drake. Uh, you know, <laughs> you know, 
you you buy every album like you buy the physical copy. You don't just go to Spotify or Apple. Like nah, you buy the physical copy. You know what I'm saying? Nigga, I ain't bought an album since 2010. All right, man. That's not what I heard, man. But that's hey, that's neither here nor there. Must you better check your sources. Hey, man. I got the same sources. Push the T got evidently. Apparently, I mean, you ain't gotta be, you ain't gotta be right. It just gotta sound good on a record. Cause right. had the shit not said in in fucking ether wasn't right, but it sounded good. So, hey, man, words hurt, you know. That's it. I mean, that's, that's all that matters. All that words, words hurt, you know. So I'm just saying, man. Words hurt. Apparently. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. You have, you have, you have purposely withheld yourself from listening to the track, of course. You know, he, no, he, he does. He I, doesn't I, want that. He does. He doesn't want that nightmare. So you know, he's purposely withholding himself from listening to the track. Seconds ago, I said I'm glad Push responded because beef is good for rap. It's very good for rap. It's good for business. I get it. I understand that. And Push could use a push if we're being 100 percent honest. Oh come on now. Let's not let's not be ridiculous now, bro. I, I, you know, I like I love Push T, but. His shit's been few and far between. I, I haven't listened to all of Daytona yet. Um, Daytona's fire, but it's about time. Like, cause the thing, the thing with him is that, like, obviously, the dude can fucking rap, but like, he can't consistently put a good project out by himself. But there's a lot of niggas that do that. The best to me, the be, uh, you know me, the best nigga, the best. Uh Jada, nah, I don't know. If Jada falls into that category, dude. I don't know, Jay. I, I, Jay, Kiss, Kiss is always fire. Uh, Kiss always comes with the heat on features, locks albums. His first two albums and were dope. His first two albums were 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 dope. Kiss the Game Goodbye and Kiss of Death was were fucking fire. Uh, Kiss of Death was all right. Kiss of Death was his best shit. But you know, I, you know, it is what it is. I, I get it. You know, you, well, you know, I mean, you know my opinion. I've always felt like Saha the hardest nigga in good music to me. Yeah, I feel like Saha write a lot of Kanye shit. He did so did Rye Fest, and that's mm-hmm. a whole other thing. And Saha had the, one of the top three hardest albums of, of two thousand of two thousand seventeen. So, and I will debate that against anybody. Nobody talks about it. Unfortunately, yeah. Because all niggas bring up is, is of course, damn or four four four, but no dope on Sundays was up there. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, it was a good album. That's like an album of of bars. Because my nigga don't get the credit he deserved, man. Because he's on fucking good music, man. Yeah, everybody got buried on that label for the most part. Yeah, yeah. Cuddy, when's the last time Cuddy's been relevant? Except for except for Titty, everybody else got fucking buried. Well, Big Sean, if you like Big Sean, Big Sean's fucking garbage. I used to like Big Sean too. Like when he was doing I mean, when he, when he was doing his mixtapes and shit. Like I used to like mm-hmm. mix uh, commercial commercial Big Sean. I don't fuck with. When he was on a mixtape scene, him and fucking him and Wiz would, would drop some fucking bangers together, and then now it's just like uh, Detroit. Detroit was. Such a good mixtape. Yeah, it was. that was like an album. 
Yeah, it was. After that, it was just all downhill from there. Yo, finally Famous dropped, and I was hyped for it, and then I heard it, and I was like, yeah, I'm kind of done with Big Sean. It's because, like, his flow hasn't changed at all, and he's just gotten, like, real lazy. Yeah, and even his even his bars have gotten lazy. Like it's just yeah, yeah. it's like very basic bars. I'm like, bro, you should be embarrassed with yourself. Super embarrassed, like not really. Yeah, just very embarrassing. But I'll tell you who should be. But the thing, thing, the thing that I was saying about Pushto is that like, there's a lot of people that like, there's a lot of like young people that like aren't familiar with him. Like we're familiar with him. You know what I'm saying? So this. Is gonna be like, oh, like who's this dude? That's blah blah blah. Or you might not have right. heard shit, so they go back and check and they see like, oh shit, like blah blah. Or you go bump Hell Hath No Fury like off the strength of a diss or whatever, and you find out like, yo, this is an incredible album. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like, I think that that's a good thing. So you put like beefs always attract more people to the artist. Of you know what I'm saying? So like, they dig up your old shit and they're like, oh, this is kind of dope or like whatever, whatever. You know what I'm saying? But like, the only other thing that's, like, the only thing that I hate about rap beefs, and I think this, like, really, like, beefs in general, mm-hmm. is just all dumb shit from both sides. Like, you have all the Drake fans that are like, oh, my God, Pusha T ain't got no career, da 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 Because, they, then, because of course, like, I, this is what I hate about, I, I want to say new age rap fans. New age rap fans now, like they just grade everything on sales. Like back in the day, like when you and you was coming up, like you measure rappers bars for bars. Like this nigga's better than this nigga. Like sales had nothing to fucking do with it. Cause like I've always said, if it, if, 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 I mean, as a, as a retort to other niggas, but at the same time, like it wasn't like a measure of like, Oh, this nigga's better strictly off sales. Like if that's the case, MC Hammer will be bodying every nigga in the rap game ever. You know what I'm saying? Like MC Hammer, what? went double diamond or some shit like that. Like he sold 20 million fucking records in the U S alone, something like that. Some crazy like that. So like, realistically speaking, you know what I mean? So like, realistically speaking, so like if we're counting sales, MC hammer bodies, every nigga, big Pac, J, everybody, you know what I'm saying? But of course we're, we have enough common sense to know, like, that's not the fucking truth. Right. But nowadays it's like, like, let's just take, for example, like if Jadakiss and Drake got into a beef, Young niggas, because I know I have plenty of young niggas, my cousins, little brother, like, oh, who the fuck? This nigga's not relevant. He don't sell. Like, what? What does that have to do with anything? Okay, Drake is a mainstream rapper. Like, he's mainstream compared to fucking Pusha T. Like, everybody knows this. Like, this isn't a this isn't a competition based on mainstream hits and attention and and notoriety. Of course, Drake is winning that every day of the week. But, you know, you know how these young cats are, man. It's just the the world is just different now with everything that's like, because remember, like, because we're old and like we had to go to fucking, bro, I still remember when we were in AIT and you were on Swing Shift and I was on Days and I went to the mall and I copped both Curtis and Graduation the same day they came out. Yep. So we could, so, I, so me and you could listen to them when you got out of school because they were like head to head. Supposed to be like albums of the year, and Curtis was fucking hot garbage. Uh, it wasn't hot. I mean, it was hot. It was. I ain't gonna say Curtis was hot garbage, but I mean, compared to graduation, I mean, yeah. bro, that album was trash. Off. I I didn't dislike Curtis. Like I liked it. You know, what I mean, I it was. I was. It was like it was okay. Like I kind of expected more from fifty. If like you're gonna drop an album the same day as another nigga that's your that's your contemporary, 
You know what I'm saying? Like that shit got to be on par, or at the very the least. Fact like that, like he he talked all that shit. But that's fifty though. Like you know, he, you know I, him. I, he's I a professional know. antagonist. Like you know that. But like for you to like really gas yourself up like that, and like look, I get it. Nobody's gonna bet on you the way that you bet on yourself. However, you got you got to come with some dog. Like you can't you you can't drop no fucking. I mean, you can't drop a Curtis compared to a graduation. It's like, it's like, you know what I mean? It's just like if he would have gassed himself up and dropped something like hard, like get rich or die trying, or even power the dollar, like then I'll be like, all right, cool, like boom. But like, you really, you really said you was about the shit. You was with the shits, and and you did it. If this nigga would, if this nigga would have dropped like anything like Lloyd Banks's first album, like. That shit would have been on par, yeah, but it's like. But I mean, I love that fucking album too, nigga. Like G Unit for like a good three years, G Unit had it on lock consistently from like from like 2002 to about late 04, early 05. Uh, yeah, about yeah, about 2000, 2002 to 2005. Because you got to think about all the fucking mixtapes that G Unit fucking dropped. Bro, the Beg for Mercy album is a personal classic. Be- Beg for Mercy is a fucking classic, exactly. So you think about that. The mixtapes, obviously, Get Rich or Die Trying, Beg Beg for Mercy, fucking Hunger for More. Even Young Buck's first album was dope. Like yeah, all them yeah, shits that was dope. Yeah, and then all them shits that come out, you know what I mean? Then all the way up to fucking 50's second album, The Massacre. Like, even though the massacre wasn't I, I thought it was a little bit of a disappointment, it's still com- I thought it's true. But it did good. <laughs> it's funny. I was about to say it did good numbers. Though. It did good numbers, yeah. But I mean, and the thing is, is that numbers, numbers, and this is like to back up your point. It's like numbers are numbers, whatever. Like push said, numbers on the board, numbers on the board. But that's not in, like indicative of like how good it was or the quality. Like there's nothing. There's no like, bro. Remember when we used to see what the source rated albums? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, like, no, I mean, it, now it's not the same anymore. You know what I mean? Now you gotta, yeah, now you gotta rely on. The world is different. But the real hip hop, but the real hip hop fans, I still feel like there's real hip hop fans out there and they'll, they'll go to sites like Dead End. You, you know, shout out to the homies. Uh, they'll, they'll go to Complex, although Complex has been falling off no, lately. Complex is garbage. Complex bro. is garbage. I mean, there's some shit that they do that's okay. So, well, some of the writers that they have, some of the writers that they have, I don't know if they got new a new staff or somebody. Like, I don't know. But like, I mean, case in point the other day. They started letting Twitter niggas write for them. Yeah, probably. Because I know them from Twitter and they got jobs at Complex, dog. I ain't gonna name no names. Yeah, well. But I thought at least Three off the top of my head, and if I went through my followers list one more time, I could probably say four to five. I'm yeah, not be spicy today. I mean, listen. I mean, I'm not necessarily saying that they're bad writers per se, but that their views are heavily skewed. Yeah, Twitter, the Twitter hot take yeah. culture now mm-hmm. that doesn't belong in any type of journalism, and now we're starting to see in sports too, where people just want to drop hot takes and call it journalism and then when you Nick disagree Wright. with them 
Nick then Wright. Like, oh, 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 watch more basketball, or do this, or you don't watch games, or do that. Oh, you're not a hooper. I hate that shit. Oh, you're not a, yeah, you're, you're not, not a, a you're not a hooper. So you know, play ball. You don't know. Da da da. Or like, it's just like, like that shit fucking annoys me. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I may not be the champion of your recreational fucking league, but unfortunately for you, I know the fucking game. I've been watching basketball since I was ten years old. All right, I know the fucking game. I may not be able to break down coaching schematics. You know. You know, why to run this play here instead of this play there. I may not be able to know the mind of an athlete preparing for a big game, but I know the fucking game. I know that the fucking Rockets choked. I know the fucking that Brad Stevens took an L on Sunday. You know, like I know enough of that. You know what I'm saying? So it fucking annoys me. Like I'm not a political. I'm not James Carville, but I know Hillary's strategy in not visiting the Midwest two weeks before the election <laughs> was a bad idea. And I'm not James Carville or David Axelrod. But hey, I digress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that's 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 really all it is to it's just it's just the condescending nature of the internet and social media in general where. I'm right. You're wrong. I don't give a fuck what you got to say. I'm drawing my hard line in the sand. And and we see this, we see this in relation to the fan groups. Mm -hmm. Whereas if someone's talking about Kobe, you know, MJ fans come in, or if you're talking about LeBron, Kobe fans, or whoever, whatever. And like, and basketball is really weird in that, like, People don't ride with their teams like they ride with players. And it's so weird. Like, you don't have niggas like that was rooting for the Jets just because of Darrell Rebus. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, um, it, it's I think I think all sports have a, have a have a variation. I, I will agree that basketball, because basketball is the, mo- the most star-driven league. So, right. it, you know, it, it, the stars yeah, almost, it stars yeah. almost eclipse franchises in a lot of ways. I mean, unless it's like the Lakers or yeah, Celtics no, where, right. you know what I mean? One, like, and then one star can change the dynamic. That transcendent, um, that transcendent star. I mean, LeBron is bigger right. than, I mean, the, LeBron is bigger than the Sacramento Kings. Like, think about it. <laughs> like, LeBron himself is bigger than the Kings. He's bigger than the Hornets. LeBron's He's bigger, bigger than, than the Pelicans. Than Good amount of franchises in the league. Exactly. So, like, of course, he's gonna he's gonna push the needle as opposed to, you know, you know, Nick Stauskas on the fucking Sacramento D League or some shit like that. You know what I mean? So that's what's gonna happen. I mean, I I, I think it's always been like that. I mean, like me, I'm a Kobe. You want to call me a stand fanatic, whatever, but I'm still a Laker fan. Like I'm a Laker fan. I'm still like I haven't stopped being a Laker fan because Kobe doesn't play for the Lakers anymore. Like I'm still a Laker fan. Kobe's happens to be my favorite player ever, but that still doesn't stop the fact that I'm still a Laker fan through and through. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. And, and, and I think that, but I think it's gotten worse with LeBron though, because now you just have LeBron fans. Like they're not fans of the Cavaliers. Like I've had conversation with dudes like, do you even care if the Cavs win? No, I just want to, I just want to see, I'm just a LeBron fan. Like, oh, that's weird to me. Okay. That's just weird to me. Cause it's like nobody roots for their favorite player to lose. It's like, I don't understand. Like me, I have, I have now, I have players that I like on other teams that are not Lakers. You know what I mean? Like, I love Steph Curry. Like, Steph Curry's one of my favorite players. Like, I've been rocking with Steph since Davidson. You know what I mean? So, I rock with Steph. That doesn't mean that, like, if he plays the Lakers, like, of course I want him to lose because I'm, he's playing my team. 
But other than that, like, I like and respect Steph Curry, how he plays, how he carries himself, whatever, whatever. Like, you know, there's a lot of niggas in the NBA that like, I like Anthony Davis. Although I was never an Anthony Davis fan coming out, I've become an Anthony Davis fan now. You know what I'm saying? I'm a DeMarcus Cousin fan. Like, there's guy, there's Devin Book. I like Devin Booker. Like, there's different casts around the league that I like, but I'm not like caping for these niggas. Yeah. Like, like LeBron fans are right. right. like, yo. Like, it's LeBron against the world to these cats. Like, bruh, y'all niggas is tripping. Cause even me, like, when I was, when I was, when I was banging the drum and, and, you know, posting that flag for Kobe, like, I was a Laker fan. You know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't like I was just rooting for this random dude. Like, I was a Laker fan. I don't know. I just don't understand that dichotomy, I guess. I don't know. It's weird to me. No, it is, it is weird. Like, and I know a couple of my homies, are they be like, oh no, nah, I'm a Bron fan, and they'll watch whatever. I shouldn't say whatever team because niggas are like playing for two teams. But when he jumped to Miami, I know niggas was like, yeah, yeah. They was rock. They was rocking with Miami. Yep. Yeah. And then and then when he went back to the Cavs, they rocking with Cleveland, and I'm like, bro, like that's ridiculous. <laughs> it's just it's fraudulent. It's fraudulent. You know what I mean? Like it's fraudulent. I don't know. That's it's just weird. And I think. That's weird to me. Like, there's, there's a, like a lot of like, if it, like, we could probably spend a whole episode talking like weird sports fandom rules. Like, apparently, like you're not supposed to root for teams that's like outside of your city. I've never like, under, I've, I've, I've never, I've never. Know. My brother's like that. Like, my older brother's like that. Like, oh, you're not supposed to root to no team that's outside. Of, like, that's bullshit. First of all, like, like, how did you become a fan of your team? Like, sometimes like it normally happens as a child. Like me, I became a fan as a of, of the Jets. Because I like the colors. Like, that's how weird it was. Like, I just like the green and white. Because you're a kid. Yeah, you're a kid. You don't know any better. It's not like I'm sitting here, you know, ooh, I like that cover too that, that, uh, you know, Rich Coat Tights running. Like, no, of course Man, not. Her, you, you know, Curtis Martin. Like, yeah, like you're, you just, you just find something to root, find, pick a team for. Like, I became a Met fan because like, my you, dad. I watch fucking. Wayne Corbett or some shit like exactly. that. Exactly. Like, like, I became a Met fan because my dad was a Met fan. And, like, the little bit of time I spent yeah. with him, he always had, like, some Met gear on or something that <clears throat> I remember him. He had, like, some Met stuff on. So he always, and he always used to tell me about the 86 Mets. So I became naturally a Met fan. You know what I'm saying? I became a Duke fan because when I was coming up, even young, like, my, my older brother was rock, was rocking with Duke for a little while. They were always on TV. I just naturally gravitated to Duke. I became a Nebraska Cornhusker fan because in the 90s, what, like, Nebraska was Alabama. What Alabama is now, that was what Nebraska was in the 90s. So, like, I naturally gravitated to them. So, like, I don't buy that. Like, what I don't like is, oh, I used to be a this fan, but now I'm this. Like, I can't rock with that. Like, nah, I can't. Like, me, I'm a, like, people think I'm fraudulent because I root for the Knicks and the Lakers. Like, I grew up in New York, so, like, by just by almost by baptism like i came up supporting the knicks you know what i mean like when the knicks were always in the playoffs so like the way i equate it is the knicks were my first love but the lakers are my wife like i met my i met the lakers I, i fell in love with them i became a laker fan because of nick van exel like i love nick van exel like that was my dude coming up when i was a kid you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I just naturally grabbed this was before they got Shaq. Like this was the Nick Van Exel uh Eddie Jones crew. And so I just naturally gravitated to them. So then like, you know what I'm saying? And then cuz then I was also like, oh, that's my brother's team. So I was like, eh, I want to find my own team. So I was like, then yeah, I found my own team. Do a lot. We're like, but I still like for like a rival. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like brother or dad or something like that. They like root for a rival with us. So they got something to like not argue about, but like it keeps things interesting. Right. So like me, my whole family's 
Yankee fans. I'm a Met fan. Like, I'm an eyeball. So there's that rivalry there. I mean, in the Knicks, like, I still, I still root for the Knicks. I still love the Knicks. You know what I mean? You know, even though I can't stand fucking James Dolan. Uh, you know, so I'm invested in what they do, but am I a day to day, like every move, every, every possession Nick fan? No, I'm, I'm a Laker fan, but I still root and care about what the Knicks do. So it's weird. That's the only sport that I have that in because every other sport I have one team. So it, as long as you have a good reason, it's, it's understandable. Like I can't stand the motherfuckers like, Oh, well, I used to be a cowboy fan, but then I moved to, uh, to, uh, to, um, to Kansas City, and then I became a Chiefs fan. Like, what? No. Oh. Well, you know what, though? You know what, though, bro? Like, as an adult, though? Actually, as an adult? Nah, I I think that's kind of understandable. Like, if you think about it. Like, if you move somewhere <clears> and you, like, really, like... Remember, it, it's one thing if, like, that example that you have right there. Like, the, 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 the Chiefs are not, like... A, the, a rival know, like, to the Cowboys, like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if you move to, like... <laughs> Fucking Boston. <laughs> Become and a Patriot fan. That's me being a Bucks fan all my life because my grandfather lived in Tampa. My mom lived in Tampa for a while, and she was a Bucks fan. And my grandfather was a Bucks fan. I became a Bucks fan. My nephew's a Bucks fan because I'm a Bucks fan. But that's like me moving up to Boston five years ago, and now mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, go Tom Brady, Patriots, da 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 da. Yeah, do your job. Hashtag Patriots flag everywhere. Like all these fans up here, like, but. I can understand, like, say you move to, like, Oakland, right? Mm-hmm. And you're in the Bay, and, like, you're in the city, and, like, like you go to games, and, like, that shit, like, touches you, and you, like, become a fan because of that. And I get what you're saying, like, oh, I used to be a fan of this. I can see if you're like, damn, like, you know, I still fuck with the Cowboys, blah, 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 but, like, damn, like, I have all this access to being... At Raiders game, I guess. Or, I guess. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that's. Like, I don't know, because even even with me, I mean, take my situation now. Like, I live in Seattle or outside of Seattle, and you know, I go to a lot of Mariners games. I've taken my son to Mariners games. Like, it's a little bonding thing, getting him into sports and baseball. Like, so, like, of course, like, do I care if the Mariners do well? Am I emotionally invested in them? No, I like to see the Mariners do well, but I'm not like, you know, like I have no rooting biased against them. Like if I go to the game, obviously I'm rooting for them unless they're playing the Mets. Like I'm rooting for them to win, of course, because I'm I'm at their home game. Like I'm not gonna sit there and go to a fucking Mariners A's game and root for the A's for some random fucking reason. So of course, like I'm, you know, but I'm not like I'm not. And I've gone to Mariners games. I love going to Safeco. You know. It's a good time, like, but I'm not a Mariners fan. Like, I'm not sitting there like, oh yeah, I'm I'm gonna give up being a Met fan, even though I should, probably should, and become a Mariner fan. Like, no, I I don't know, I don't know. It's just maybe it's different for me. I don't know, I don't know. It's just maybe different for me. I, I guess I don't know. Uh, it's weird. Like switching teams is weird though. Like, and then like you got some people that are like, oh, I don't understand how you can root for a college that you never went to. That dumb shit. Like, yeah, that dumb shit. Like I root for Duke. I've never went to Duke. Like, okay. Nigga, I can't afford to go to Duke. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's that's another thing. It's like I can't afford to go to Duke, nigga. If I could afford to go to Duke, there'd be another story. But I mean, now I'm a like, now I'm a Northeastern like, alum. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, even then, like. Duke's a great school. I might not be able to get in, even though I just had really good grades this semester. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Yeah, no, I like, know. It's stupid. Like, oh, yeah, like, I root for, like, Stanford. Nigga, how many of us ain't getting in Stanford? 
It's because you're rooting for the team, the athletic. You're rooting for the athletic team. You're not rooting for the, you know, you're not rooting for Stanford's, you know, debate team. Like, I don't fucking care about that. I'm not rooting for their, I'm not rooting for their faculty to get raises next, next quarter. Like, I'm, you know, it's like, I don't, yeah, it's weird. It's weird. You know what I mean? Not like trying to figure out what the fucking communications club is up to like i know right like yeah it's 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 i'm not trying i'm not not like yeah like maybe they should serve better food in the studio like no i don't give a fuck exactly exactly as a general statement they probably should serve better food i'm just gonna go go out on a limb (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i i get it man i get it man but uh i don't know how we transition from pusha to drake to Sports fandoms and sports teams, but hey, that's that's what we do here. You know what I mean? We just we have a variant of conversations, so that's what we do. But uh our NBA finals matchup is set. Uh before we get into that, let's talk about what do you want to start? You want to start you're you're the Celtics fan, so I guess you know you you know, I'll give you the floor first to talk about your boys, uh, and then I'll give you my opinion on on that. I'll, yeah, I have yeah, I have a couple I mean, rants, so I'll 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 let you start them off easy and then I'll I'll come in with my rants, man. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have any rants. I got a, I got a couple of things that I like kind of rub me the wrong way. Uh, but it's it's different when you're a fan. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's different when <clears throat> you don't have high expectations, but not because like you just don't care. But it's like, all right, at some point, me being the like centered fan that I am, I guess, like I knew at some point the run was going to come to an end. It was a matter of time. Like, I feel like we were on borrowed time, which is fine. Like, we were playing well. You know, we look like a team that can hang with anybody in the league. But as the playoffs started to – that series started to wind down, the depth problems that we were having, Mm -hmm. at some point they're going to run their course. Because we had two point guards on on the fucking – in the rotation. That's it. Yeah, especially since Larkin went down. Larkin went down, boom, and Larkin was playing pretty well. Like Larkin yeah. gonna get you, you know, a couple minutes off the bench, give Marcus Smart or Terry Rozier a rest. He'll hit some shots. He'll make some plays. He's fast. He can, you know, he can make some things happen. I was actually pretty high on him, um, just for being, you know, a, a, a bench guy, you know, a, a, a guy to, to eat up some minutes and and you know do some work. Um, so with that. You know, the only other primary ball handler on the team was Jason Taylor. Yeah. And sometimes I But as your point guard goes, the team goes. You know, and I think that's kind of – I think that was kind of like the problem that happened. Like Kyrie went down and these guys were playing their asses. That's great. Cool. Perfect. We're hitting shots. But like I said, as the series went on, those shots stopped falling, which is always a concern. When you start off a series, everything's going in, everything's going in. So you get this false bravado, and you think that you can make all these shots, and then you don't make the shot. Then you're trying to shoot yourself out of shots, out, out of your slump. Mm-hmm. And that's what Terry Zier did. He, he, he oh god. Was he trying to shoot himself out of the league? Because that's what it looked like there for a couple possessions. Like he's just trying to shoot himself out of the. I mean, Lord have mercy. I'll get to. I'll, I'll get to it in a second. I'm warming up to it. Go ahead. Game Game Five. I think it was Game Five. He was cooking. 
No, it was game six. Game six, he basically kept y'all in the game, yeah. Yeah. And then for that, I was like, ooh. But it's like, can you really be mad when you're – not to be on some, like, happy to be here shit, but, like, realistically, what are you going to do? You know know what I mean? Like, so I was like – Alright, man, like, I had a blast watching these guys fucking play, man, like, leave it all out on the floor, but they just, they couldn't get it done, like, between Rozier fucking point shaving, (laughs) him him and Marcus Smart. Yeah, Marcus Smart, yeah, he picked a bad game, he picked a hell of a game to have a bad night, boy. He he made some plays on defense, which he always does, Yeah, but that's my problem with Marcus Smart, he does these things... Like, he'll have games where he makes these incredible... He reverted back to the old Marcus Smart. Yeah, exactly, where he makes one incredible play for every four dumb plays, and he does. Yeah. Like, he's shooting three-pointers, contested three-pointers, with, you know, the majority of the time on the shot clock. Yeah. But that was was everybody, though. That was the entire team. That was what was pissing me off, though. We missed so many... We We were shooting, like... 18% 18% or something like that on wide open, on uncontested shots. You can't win a basketball game missing uncontested shots. You just can't. And it's not that the Cavaliers were on fire. Either. They just hit their shots. Yeah, the Cavs were... I, I don't think the Cavs played a great game. I don't think... The, that's, that, all the love affair with that LeBron... I, I, I know I'm cutting you off. LeBron, but I think LeBron played a hell of a fucking game. I honestly don't even think that was the best game he played in the series. Like, I thought that... I mean... I don't think it was like an overrated game. I thought he had a good game. He had an ex- he had a typical LeBron game for me. Like he had 35 points, which is his average basically for all seven games. Like like that's his average during all seven games that he's played in his career. He's averaged 34.9, I think. Like he had a typical LeBron game. Like I don't even think he had like that overpowering performance that you're just like, oh my god, this man is. Like I think he played well. Like he played obviously he played well. Like I think he had a great game, but I don't think he overpowered the game. I don't think he just overwhelmed the competition like other LeBron performances that I've seen. Like I honestly don't even think that was the best performance he had in the series. Like I, I just. So I felt like that the performance or the evaluation of the performance was overrated. I just thought that I thought that I thought the Celtics lost that game more than the Cavs won. I'll be honest with you. I think so too. Um, they started off playing really well. They had a twelve point lead. They had a twelve point lead. As the lights got brighter, I'm, and you know who I'm really disappointed in, honestly, like more than anybody else, more than. Terry Rozier, Marcus Smart, Marcus, Marcus Morris. Yeah, Marcus Morris disappeared. He sh- he shit the bed. He had had a pretty decent series. And the thing about Marcus Morris, before I go on about who I was really disappointed, he is a very much Dr. Jekyll and Mr. High player. Some of the shots that he takes, like, I don't know if he just Brad lets him come off the bench and says, hey, bro, you got a green light. Yeah. Well, he's a nat- well, he's a natural scorer. Well, he's a natural scorer, so he's going to have a green light more than some other cats. I mean, evidently nobody has a, be- a bigger green light than Terry Rozier. Bro, ultimate green light. He's he not Kobe, but I'm I'm super disappointed in Jalen Brown. Yeah, Jalen. Yeah, I don't think he had a great series. Like, I've seen him. I've seen him, and as the series went on, he got worse and worse. Yeah, like he's getting blocked at the rim. Turning the ball over, like getting the ball stripped at the rim, 
not finishing dunks, not finishing layups. Like, I don't know if his head wasn't it, but it just looked like he wasn't focused. And, like, it's hard to tell what's going on in the mind of an athlete. Maybe the pressure was getting to him. It was hard to tell because some games, you know, especially in the Philadelphia series, like, he really turned up. You know, but, you know, I, I just think if we could have got a little bit more, you know, contribution out of him, um, you know, maybe maybe the game would have been a little bit different. Fucking, it's bad when a 20-year-old kid has the whole fucking team on his back. Yeah, I mean Tatum was the you know you can make the case Tatum you can you can argue Tatum was the best player on the on the floor that night. I mean obviously LeBron, but you know you you can you can at least yeah. debate it. He, I mean he yeah I mean he balled out. He balled out. And I think I think that a couple of the fouls down the stretch against Tatum, I think they were kind of bullshit. Um, but I'm not gonna sit here and blame it on the refs. Like the officiating has been consistently bad throughout the playoffs. Um, mm-hmm. I don't really think that had anything to do with it more so than the Celtics collapsing. Um, and I think it's just their youth, bro. Like, they're just not used to playing together in those types of uh, situations. And uh, Brad Stevens is too good of a coach to do the shit, do some of the shit that he did. Like, not, not pulling, not getting any switches off of Tristan Thompson mm-hmm. when he was really being Al Horford up. Yeah. Um, some of the defensive rotations, um, Jeff. I don't know what the hell they how they decide they were going to bar Jeff Green, but I can't really say like it's really on him either because the coach can only do so much from the sidelines. The the guys have to execute, and I think it was it was a lack of execution. Um, but I will say this: if I was Brad Stevens and I just watched Terry Rozier try to go straight up. And dunk on one of the best athletes that the NBA has ever seen. I would have set him on the bench right away after that. Next <laughs> possession, I would have sat his ass down on the bench to to let him think about what he did, bro. Who? Who? who I, 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 yeah, I don't know, man. I don't ask me about Terry Rozier, bro, because I it's yeah. Don't ask me about. Snap ball out of the air from his hand. It, it's unbelievable. It's not even the fact that it was a dunk. It was a fucking 201, and I think it was Jason Tatum that was right there. All he had to do was fucking bounce past the shit. Yeah, it's, it's listen, I, I, I actually, I'm actually surprised you're as forgiven as I am. And maybe it's just the jaded New York sports fan in me. I get it that they were a young team, kind of a Cinderella fun story. They weren't expected to be here, especially after Kyrie went down. I get all that. But when you get to the big dance and you're up three, two in a series and you, all you got to do is put them away. And I know, I, I know it's simple to say all you got to do is put them away and you're play, you're facing the best player on the planet. I get all that. Win the game, okay? You have home field, you have home court advantage. Win the and we game, were and I'll get at home. absolutely undefeated at home. And you know, LeBron, it's not like LeBron has the Miami Heat, the 2012 Heat on the other side. Like it's LeBron and a bunch of scrubs, uh, a little strong, but a bunch of a bunch of you know also rans. Like win the game, and yeah, youth, youth showed up a little bit. I thought that you know the Celtics when it became crunch time there. Um, the Celtics panicked. I thought they, they showed some youth, some inexperience there. But I mean, so, I mean, 
God, the shooting in that game just drove me and fucking. And it wasn't that they were missing shots. It was just a shot selection. I mean, some of the shot selection. I mean, Terry Rozier. I know that I got, you know, everybody gave me heat on Sunday because I suggested. Look, I don't think Terry Rozier threw the game, obviously. But I mean, bruh, Terry Rozier. I mean, he was fucking terrible. Terrible in the game. And some of the shots he was taking. I mean, like, I, I can't remember. It was one of, one of the possessions. I think it was like the second to last shot he took. Where the you know he was dribbling, dancing, he got it stolen, recovered it, and then just jacked yeah, up a fucking three up. without as not as even as as exactly. Oh my! He knew he was gonna shoot. It's like it drove me up a fucking wall. Like I could, I, it, I, I can't. Like shot you take quarter, dog. dog. And and full disclosure, I'm a Laker fan, so I I usually nine times out of ten I take pleasure in watching the Celtics fucking blow anything. But I mean, of course, y'all know my hate for LeBron will not be topped by anything. But so it, it caused me to even fucking have to root for the Celtics. I know, disgusting. I still have, I'm still drinking Pepto from that. Well, it makes it easier to root for this, to like to, to actually have to root for this team because, you know, my, one of my fellow, one of the, one of the brothers from the brotherhood is in it. You know what I mean? But like, dog, some of the shot selection, like, like you talked about, uh, Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown disappeared. Like disappeared. Like I, I sometimes I didn't even notice he was on the floor. Like he was just quiet. Disappeared. Yep. Marcus Smart had a bad game, but I put this loss on Brad Stevens. And I'm and you know how much I love Brad Stevens, and you know the yeah. the type of praise and the bouquets that I've thrown on Brad Stevens. But Brad Stevens, I don't want to say he got out coached by Tyron Lue, but he did not have a great performance in that game. Game seven at home. A young team, a little bit more responsibility falls on the coach than it does even, especially a team like this that doesn't have that quote unquote one guy. Brad Stevens, when his team clearly showing their age, showing their youth, when their team is panicking right before your eyes, Brad Stevens did not call a timeout of any significance. He didn't run any, he didn't make any adjustments. Like this is what gets me so fucking upset with the NBA today. What kind of adjustments were you looking to see? What kind of adjustments? First of all, Rogier, uh, for Rogier can't come back in that game. I'm sorry. Like, I would have, I would have. Smarted who's been equally as bad shooting. Well, smart because of his defense has to stay in the game, obviously. But Rogier can't come back in the game. I, at that point, like, I'm trying, I'm trying semi Ojale. I'm trying anybody on that bench that could give me a spark, even for a couple minutes, even for. A, even, I, I, but Ojale is able to shoot a little bit. I mean, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. Listen, I'm not saying that there was a magic elixir that he could have necessarily done, you know, some kind of schematical scheme that he could have drawn up that would have made the Celtics shoot better than what they did. I get that. I mean, they shot 34.1% from the from the field the entire game. They were 7 for 39 from 3. 7 for 39. They shot 17.9% from 3. Like, I get it. There was no elixir that, that could have solved that problem. But, I mean, this is my problem with the NBA as a whole, though. These teams, as the league has changed to more, you know, pace and pace and space and up tempo and shoot a lot of threes, like that's all these teams want to do. And there's no variance. There's no plan B. There's no, hey, if these threes aren't falling, we're going to do this. And the Celtics used to be a team that if even if when they couldn't score or even when they had trouble scoring, they could rely on their defense. Now the Celtics' defense is almost like kind of taking a step back and their offense has become their dominant 
their dominant attribute. And when they can't shoot threes and when they're not hitting those threes, they had no answer. And I'll get to the Rockets, trust, because they were the they were the ultimate culprits of this shit. But I'm like, these teams just if those threes aren't falling, they have nothing else to bring to the table. Like I was sitting there, like, give the ball to Horford. Horford had a good game. Let him work down in the low box and get a foul. Draw a foul. Like anything. They went away from that, and that's what was frustrating. And that's what that's what did them in in the fourth quarter. They went away from Horford. They went away from Horford. I couldn't believe that shit. I was just like, what are y'all doing? Horford is actually, dom- I'm not going to say he was dominating, but he was having a very, very good game. Like, let him let him keep doing his thing. Like, what are you doing? I couldn't believe it. I, I just, oh, man, it just drove me insane. It drove me insane. Absolutely insane. Yeah, I, you know, yeah, I mean, and, and the thing is, is that they did start to, um, you know, they, they did start to put Tristan on um, uh, on Horford. They have been defending him well. But the thing is that Al Horford is such a good passer that they would have been able to make something happen. Right. They, they, stopped, they stopped the pick and roll. The pick and roll, the 1-5 pick and roll was working. If it was Smart or Rozier, mm-hmm. Al Horford rolled to the rim. They went away from it, and the Cavs could not stop And you know who else? You know— they, Go ahead, my bad. Oh no, and I just they stopped running it. Well, Aaron Baines. They went away from Aaron Baines. Was Aaron Baines in foul trouble? Like, I'm not saying Aaron Baines was gonna win them the game, but Aaron Baines had some good minutes when he was out on the floor. And and Aaron, I the think thing, the thing about Aaron Baines is that like he's offensively limited, but he works really hard on the glass and he wears Exactly. Down. And I think that he would have been able to counteract he would have been able to counteract Tristan Thompson a little bit. So that's what I that's an adjustment that I would have made. That's that's an adjustment. They had him negating Tristan Thompson off the glass because he's bigger than Tristan. Yep. He would have put a body he on had, Tristan he Thompson. Had tired. Yeah. I mean, to me the they, biggest play of the game, to me the biggest play of the game was without without even without even debating, the biggest shot, the biggest play of the game was the Jeff Green 3 after two straight possessions where Jason Tatum you know, dunks on LeBron. I, I think if I have it correctly, he dunks on LeBron. Then, then the Celtics t- either turn it over or the or the Cavs miss. And then Tatum comes down and hits a three. Right then, the, the crowd's in it. The Celtics have the lead, and then Jeff Green comes down and hits a fucking monstrous three pointer. That to me was the play of the game. Right then, that restored kind of the balance of the game. The Cavs were able to kind of catch their breath, and then from there, the Celtics just couldn't do anything else. To me, Jeff Green was the player of the game. Jeff Green was the player of the game to me. Like as I mean, as great as LeBron was, and and to me that was just a typical LeBron game. Like, oh, he had thirty five points. Like, oh, thirty five points. What twelve rebounds or something like that. Like that was a typical LeBron game. I'm not trying to poo poo it because I'm a LeBron hater. Like, no, but I don't. I don't think he. That was like. I don't think that was a 2012 game in Boston. Game six in Boston. Like, I don't think that was that performance. I don't think this was the performance in Detroit. Yeah, hell, this wasn't some of the performances he had earlier in the series. Like, I, I just, I don't know. I, I, to me, Jeff Green was a player of the game. I think he saved the Cavaliers in this in this game because they, if they don't get any production out of Jeff Green, even as bad as the Celtics shot, they would have lost that game. Mm-hmm. And people, people, that was a talking point. And that's why, like, it's funny. Like a lot of people say, like, the NBA is rigged, and I don't, I don't subscribe to that. But it's just weird that those are the talking points, and then. It comes to fruition. It's just very weird. It's like a huge coincidence that they're like, 
oh, Jeff Green needs to have a big game in order for this to happen. Jeff Green this, da da da. And yeah. it could be common sense. And Jeff Green's a very good player. Like people act surprised. Like Jeff true. Jeff Green has been a very good role player in his league for a long time. Like I remember where there was actually a discussion. Jeff coming out of the draft. Jeff Green, who you build around? Jeff Green or Kevin Durant? Like there were for even for like five minutes. There was funny. a there was a little bit of a discussion. For the longest time, Jeff Green's biggest—I don't know what you want to call it—his biggest detractor was that he doesn't show up in big games. He yeah. just looks like he's going through the motions. Well, he showed up. Well, he showed. Well, he showed up to. He showed up in Game Seven. That's for sure. That's for sure. He showed up in Game Seven, man. I mean, I just—I was. I love Jeff. I've always liked Jeff Green. I was a huge fan of Jeff Green when he was a Celtic, and I wanted him to be our guy. And it just didn't work out that way, and that's fine. I'm glad that he got a chance. You know, basically, like his career came back to life because of LeBron. Um, it was weird how they like. Kept it's not like the, it's not like we can say that. It's not like this is the first time we can say that. Yeah, somebody's career is revived yeah. by LeBron. I mean, sometimes that nigga be pulling people off the scrap heap. Bro, a lot of niggas owe their careers to LeBron, bro. Fucking James Jones. Yeah. Anyway, no, but I mean that just that game just it, it, like, this game didn't that game didn't piss me off as much as Houston's performance, and we'll get to that, of course. But it, I mean, it's just like I wasn't mad. I, I was kind of. Sh- I just kind of like I sat there like on the edge of the bed, bro. I was in. We went to New Hampshire for the weekend, like for for a long weekend, and my girl was asleep. My dog was asleep. And I'm like trying to celebrate, like quiet. And I'm sitting on the edge of the bed in the room in, the ca- in a cottage, my nigga. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and I'm watching it on this like I don't know, like a, a 32 inch TV or whatever in the cat in the cabin. And I just sat there, dog, like as the minutes wind down. And I was like, bruh, like if I was in the crowd, they would have zoomed in on my face, like them college kids when their team loses in a tournament. Mm-hmm. Then me, dog, because like I like. The loss just like, I was like, damn. Well, it hurts. I mean, you I get, to, it, it hurts. You get this I mean, close and it hurts. But it just, not like that, dog. You know, like, if that yeah. makes sense, like, yeah. I would have rather, I, mean, I would have rather them get fucking shut out or like, you know, smoked. But like, the way that they just completely like, collapsed. Like, it looked like, Jason Tatum was the only dude out there. I don't think they collapsed. I just think that they just I don't think they collapsed. The Rockets collapsed. I don't think they collapsed. I don't think the Celtics collapsed. I think the I think the Celtics just went cold and had nothing else to bring to the table. And that to me falls on Brad Stevens. Like Brad Stevens has to call a time out there. And and here's the most evident time. When I think seven minutes to go, Cleveland's in the in the bonus. Draw you know, draw a foul. Get him get get to the line. Get to the line. Draw some plays. Everybody, everybody raves about Brad Stevens and his, you know, and his, you know, after timeout uh, plays. Draw some plays to get to the line. Like, do something. Get yourself on the line. Those are free points that you can get there in a situation where you're having trouble scoring. Like, I, I just, to me, and uh, hey, and y'all know how much I have waxed poetic on fucking Brad Stevens. Y'all know this. Y'all know this. But let's I be think fair. The game was a little. But let's but let's be. I think there were some calls that didn't get called. Let's be fair. We could take Brad Stevens out of the Hall of Fame, bro. Like we could we could take him out of the Hall of Fame for a little bit. We're not permanently revoking his 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 access. We just we just we just we just you know a little on a on a suspension on a temporary suspension right now. I still think he's the coach of the year. 
Oh, he's a hell of a coach. I mean, I'm I'm being no, a little think, facetious. He's a hell of a coach, but I think he had a bad he had a bad night on Sunday. I still think he should be coach of the year. Yeah, I think I I agree with you. I think he should be coach of the year. I I completely agree with you. I think he's a hell of a coach. I just think he had a bad night on Sunday. I mean, I just don't. He had a terrible night on Sunday. Well, terrible is too strong. But I thought he just. I thought when that game was was there. When that game was there, he didn't settle it. He didn't settle his team down. He didn't settle his guys down. Yeah, and when you have a young right. team like that, it falls on the coach. It falls on the coach. And I know that the coach doesn't play. I get all that. I understand all that. But damn it, Brad. Like something, something, something to calm the guys down. Something to calm the troops down. He did nothing. None of that. At least in my my purview, he didn't he didn't do any of this shit. So I'm like, I gotta knock him for it. But anyway, hey, it's the Cavs going back to the finals. Yeah, I mean, it's true. Like, the, is, is Brad, like, like, if Brad gets the, uh, if Brad gets the credit for whatever, every win, every success, their comeback wins, you know, coming back from 20-point, you know, deficits and, and this and that, like, then, yeah, he should have to, uh, shoulder some of the bullying, and I I actually was too hurt slash tired to watch the pressers to see what he said, but I did like all the remarks that yeah he he, he had a good I mean he always has a he always has a good a good post game he's I feel like he's one of the more transparent coaches in in the league and like he'll say like hey like we didn't get it done or I didn't do this like blah mm-hmm. blah like he's like Kerr or Pop in that effect where. You know, like he won't throw his guys under the bus, and but he'll he still won't make the canned like mm-hmm. we just didn't get it done tonight. Like right. you know, he doesn't make like those canned responses. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. No, I get it. Yeah, so, completely. Let's. I mean, we'll move on to the. Let's move on. Let's move on to the real choke job. Hold on, you know who I got to rant about real quick? What's up? James Hart. Oh, you too. <laughs> you too. Hey, hey, go ahead. You you want to start first? I'll start first. You start first. Hey, whatever, man. I've been chomping at the bit all day. Trust. So go ahead. First of all, I hate this nigga. <laughs> Full disclosure, by the way. If we're having a conversation amongst friends, friends, I can't stand this nigga. I I, I never have had I've never liked his game. I think he's got this herky-jerky, I'm going to jump into you and draw a foul because I don't know what the fuck else to do, and I'm going to just take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. And shit don't happen in the playoffs, and all y'all niggas... Oh, wait, hold on, real quick, real quick, real quick. Nah, I'll save that for later, never mind. Um, uh, um, damn, I was getting off track. I got too spicy. Um, and in the playoffs, the game slows down, and the refs don't play that bullshit. And he's fucking garbage. The nigga turns into Allen Houston when he don't get no calls. And I'm sick of everybody. James Harden, blah, blah, blah. I saw somebody earlier on Twitter say that James Harden is better than Kobe Bryant. What? My daughter, yeah, yeah, I know, Duchess. Yes. What? Duchess is like, what? But this is that. I don't think James Harden is that fucking good, dog. Like, yeah, he's, like, he got, like, his handle's very good. But the fact that, like, he does the shit that he does, like, it takes away so much of 
the good stuff that he does. Like, we've seen those videos of him dropping niggas off, crossovers, mm-hmm. his step back is dangerous. Him and Steph have the two most unguardable step backs I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. It's it's damn near automatic. It's art. It's what it is. It's art. It's just a masterpiece to watch. Can't do anything about it, dog. Mm-hmm. And he still resorts to the dumb shit when he tra- when he gets to the lane. He travels every other fucking uh, time he goes to the rim. Traveling? What is that? They don't call that in the NBA. What's traveling? What is it? <laughs> Or if he's not jumping into you, he's grabbing your arm. Mm-hmm. Like, he's like a fucking defensive end doing a swim move. <laughs> it's fucking Jason Taylor out of here. That's a good and comparison. Like, like, or that stupid-ass fucking rip-through move that he does before he does a step back because he wants yeah. to crowd the space. He does that rip move that KD used to do and Melo used to do. Yep. But somehow he's the only one who gets away with it. Consistently. Consistently. Yeah. This man, this man will have 25 points, 27, 28 points, and be shooting like 6 for 18. Come on, dog. Like, how do you get. He has some of the highest free throw percentages of like trips to the line of anybody. Like, hit, the, the gap between him and second place is astronomical. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and it's just, and we've watched players who are great at drawing fouls. Like Allen Iverson, probably one of the best to do it because he was good. He wasn't seeking fouls. He was just that good that nigga said, look at Kyrie. Kyrie gets fouled all the time because he's smooth. Like he doesn't look to get the foul. The only other thing that pisses me off like that is that stupid ass D Wade shit. Where he pump fakes and the players in the air, and he jumps into them. Mm-hmm. That should be an offensive foul. That's a whole other thing. But my point is, is the point of the rant. I say all that to say, the Rockets were gassed up because of Mike D'Antoni, James Harden scoring thirty some odd points a game, making shit look sweet, running on niggas when they were ahead, knocking down three pointers. And the playoffs is a whole other game, and we come back to this thing about Mike D'Antoni every single time he's in the playoffs. His style of basketball does not work in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think the evidence is is there. I mean, I, I don't think there's anything else to really say. To say, oh, Judd, they were without Chris Paul, blah, 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 blah. Dog, that would fucking help. Listen, uh, you just—I'm bubbling over here. I'm—I'm I'm literally bubbling because I'm just ready to just gas. I'm just ready to explode right now. Listen, I—I've I, been hearing this shit on Twitter all day. I've been having debates with everybody from my younger brother to to random people on Twitter. Listen to me. Listen to me, right now, okay, listeners. Listen to me right here. I don't want to hear about Chris Paul. That argument is done. The the Rockets had a seven. 15 point lead in game six on the road. They had the Warriors nervous. They had the Warriors fucking shook. Warriors had faces on them that I hadn't seen in this, in this, the entirety of this entire run that they've been on. The Warriors were nervous as fuck on Saturday night. The Rockets had them dead to rights. 17 point lead. And then they had a 15 point lead in game seven. When you have a 17-point lead in, a, in game six, in a, an elimination game, 15-point lead in game seven, 
and you blow both of those leads? I don't want to hear about, well, I don't want to hear about officials, and I don't want to hear about Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. Of course yeah. we know that had Chris Paul had played with... Of course we know that Chris Paul was a big loss. Of course. There's, there's not even, a, there's no even need to debate that. Absolutely. But I can't listen to Chris Paul and I can't listen to, oh, well, James Harden didn't get this four-point play or this. That. I can't listen to any of that. A 15-point lead in game seven at home. At home. What you play for the entire year. And all, and you can take all your little efficiency ratings and your usage ratings and all your little analytical stats that all you go gaga for. When the money was on the line, James Harden was nowhere to be found. This is your, this is your league MVP. This is the guy that has been shoved down everybody's throats all year. James Harden is this. James Harden is that. James Harden is this. James Harden is that. And when that game was there to be won, in his home floor, he disappeared. I don't care about his 32 points. I don't care about his 32 points. I don't care about his 32 points. This is see this is why this is why you guys out there that all you do is focus on stats. You can't focus on stats. You have to watch the game. I've seen guys that had 20 points in a game and have some of the and have some of the best games I've ever seen and then I've had I've seen guys that scored 40 and were the emptiest 40 fucking points you will ever see in your life. Stats mean nothing to me. They mean nothing to me. Yes, he had 32 points, but late in the third quarter and in the fourth quarter, did you did you really did you really could you even tell that he had 32 points? At the end of that game, could you tell that he had 32 points? That he had a real impact in that game? 27 missed threes in a row. 27 Well, what did I say? What did I say when we were talking about the Celtics? What did I say? That when these teams get in trouble, when these jump shots start stop falling, they have nothing else. They have no other plan. They have no plan B, C, D, E, nothing, nothing. They have nothing, nothing. Mike D'Antoni, what are you doing? Your team is missing 27 straight threes. I don't, I don't give a damn if that's how you played all season long. I'm sorry, Mike. This isn't November against the Kings. This isn't February in a back to back against fucking Charlotte. This is game seven of the Western Conference Finals. For all intents and purposes, this is the NBA Finals. 27 missed threes? 27? At any point in that, that streak of 27 missed threes, could you say, you know what, hey guys, baby, let's take it to the rack a little bit. Uh-huh. Let's draw a foul. Novel concept. I- Novel concept. I mean, James Harden is the king of that shit. Exactly. And I think that's what happened. I think they got it in their heads that they weren't getting calls. Swish, swish, quote, unquote. They're all, we're not going to get the calls, so we got 15-point lead, Judd! At home! Game seven! Raucous crowd! I don't want to hear about calls. Win the game! Win the game! That's all I want to know. Oh, well, we didn't get, no, I don't want to hear it. Win the game! 15-point lead at home. Game seven on your foot. With any team, you ask any team, any team from the from the 84 Celtics to the fucking 2004 Pistons, any team will tell you they want home court game seven on their home court. They want that. That's what they play for. The Rockets had it. 
All year long, I heard the Rockets are the are the are the kryptonite to the Warriors. That this is the team that can finally beat the Warriors. This is the year. This is the year. This is the year. Oh, they're gonna challenge the Warriors. I'm done. I don't want to hear about Chris Paul. Yes, was it a was it a was it a major loss for them? Yeah, it was a major loss. I mean, you're losing a guy that's a a, a future Hall of Famer. I, I understand that. But I can't listen to Chris Paul. I can't listen to that narrative when you had a 17 point lead in Game Six. Okay, you want to give you you want to give somebody a pass? Eh, it was on the road, first half. I'm willing to give you a pass on that one. Last night, that's unforgivable. 15 point lead. They dominated the world. And 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 matter of fact, they should have been up by 25 at the end of at the end of at the end of two quarters. That should have been at least a 25 point game. Give the Warriors credit, I guess, for 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 withstanding that right hand I mean, and staying within this, the game. This is the thing about the this is the thing about the Warriors, though, is that even with a twelve point, fifteen point, I know what you're gonna say. Game, yep, it's it's never it's the never thing enough. About the Warriors, it, it's they never seem like they're too far out of it. No, I get it. I get it, dog. I I get it. But I'm sorry, man. And that's just maybe it's just me. I'm being too hard. But I don't forgive these teams that blow games in any sport. I'm I am I have no tolerance for teams that blow games. I don't make excuses. When you have when you have a game seven on your home court and you have a 15 point lead and you are the league MVP, take your team home. You win that game. You win that game. You think Larry Bird blows that game? You think Michael Jordan blows that game? Hell, you think LeBron blows that game? Nope. This is the thing. And, and Jay, again, going back to James Harden, he's been doing this his whole career, dog. Every time he goes to the playoffs, he fucking folds. Folds. The 2012 NBA Finals. He scored 27. The 2012 NBA Finals. That man literally shat in his fucking jersey. Taking the... It was horrible for OKC. The 2013 first round of the NBA playoffs against his old team. Where you would think he'd be motivated. He had a terrible series. In 2014 against the Trailblazers. He was severely outplayed by Damian Lillard. 2015. Outclassed by the Warriors. Outclassed. 2016, same story. And then 2017. Let's not forget the epic no-show in Game 6 last year. Let's not forget that. Epic no-show. The worst game I've ever seen a quote-unquote superstar play in a big spot. The worst. I've never seen a superstar in a big game like that just seem so disinterested, so just completely just out of it. And I don't want to hear about tired. I don't want to hear about tired. This is a professional fucking athlete, okay? Who gets paid 40 fucking million dollars a year. I don't want to hear about tired. I don't want to hear about tired. Never, 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 ever. Never. When Jordan lost to the Pistons, I never I never watched documentary. Oh, Jordan was tired. Jordan was tired. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's so much to do. He was tired. He was tired. Remember when he was, when he was hungover? And he I was tired. It was tired. Yeah. Yeah. I was tired. I was tired. <laughs> I, I, I was so excited. Give him a break. He's tired. I don't worry about tired. This is your season. This is what you play for. 
Adrenaline is supposed to kick in. Sheer will. You will your team home. When that game was there to be won, James Harden needed to, needed to grab his teammates and say, you know what, boys? We're not losing this fucking game tonight. I don't give a fuck. Referees can call whatever the fuck they want. Give me the ball, and I'm going to create for everybody. Fuck a three. Threes ain't falling. We going to the fucking line. I don't want anybody taking a fucking jump shot. You get the ball, you drive to that fucking rack. We're going to make them call a foul. They went away from Clint Capella. Clint Capella was the best player in the first half. Yeah, he was, he was having himself a game. He was unguardable. They couldn't stop him. They went away from Clint Capella. That was an epic choke job. And again, I don't want to hear about Chris Paul. I don't want to hear it. I do not want to hear about Chris Paul. And I'm and I'm warning y'all right now. When y'all come to me with this Chris Paul shit, when y'all come to me with this, oh, they missed a four point play here, or all oh, this foul call wasn't called. When I come to, this is what I'm going to bring to you: seventeen point lead, game six, game seventeen point lead that eviscer that evaporated in game six, fifteen point lead, game seven at home, and they lost. That's it. That's all, that's all that matters. That's all that I'm... That's the only narrative that I'm supporting. That is it. That is it. I don't want to hear about Chris Paul. I don't want to hear about officials. Tw- and, oh, and by the way, in route to this choke job, 27 consecutive missed three-pointers. I'm sorry. I... I if, if, if you want to, if you want to, if you want to go with that narrative that, oh, well, they, you know, they really miss Chris Paul and da, 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 Hey, go watch, you know, go watch Fox Sports 1. Embrace debate. I'm sure they'll share that, na- that narrative with you. Not on this podcast. I'm sorry. This. Not here. I will say this, that um, <clears throat> everybody was talking wild spicy about Steph Curry in this whole series. Yep. And I saw them tweets. And I saw them tweets and was like, best, All right. best player on the floor last night. Nigga. Dog, he had like three straight plays. He saved he them. He was just doing some inhuman shit. He saved them. He saved them, and and, and and that's the that's the interesting part about last night's. And that, oh, I was I was I was about to go there. That was the interesting part about last night's game. Had the Warriors lost that game, Durant was going to be eviscerated on today's show. Like I was not oh, going to. There was going to be no let up because Durant disappeared like a motherfucker in this series. He was well, after game three. Durant was nowhere to be found. He finally, he finally, he finally picked it up. He was unguardable. He was the best player on the court. Easily. Easily. He finally picked it up last night late. But Steph, but Steph was the guy on that team last night. He was the best. And Clay was the guy in game six. Uh-huh. Steph, Steph was making moves. Like he was making plays. He was shooting. Like what Steph did last night, what Steph did I didn't mean to cut you off, my bad. No, no, no. Go ahead. What Steph did last night, when I, remember when I when I brought up James Harden when that game was there, he didn't he didn't take his team and said, "Boys, we're not going home." That's what Steph Curry did last night. When Steph Curry knew that that game was up for grabs, Steph Curry said, "What? I'm gonna take my team home." 
That's the difference between a Steph Curry and a James Harden. So you guys can keep your James Hardens. I don't want to hear it next year. And he could, he could drop, he could drop his 60 point triple doubles and he can score all his points and he can have all his little highlight packages and videos where he makes somebody fucking, uh, you know, break an ankle. I, I don't care. I don't care. When he does something in a big spot, then come talk to me. Because now this is again, 2012. 2013, 2014, 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018. He is who we thought he was. This is not a small sample size, folks. Uh-uh. Bruh, Steph, like... I'm ranting like I'm a fucking Rockets fan, B. This, this is the thing about the Warriors. And it may be cliche, it doesn't sound like an excuse, but like... Honestly, sometimes I think the niggas get bored and they gotta like slap themselves awake. No, I think that I think that I think they're spoiled children. In the and when I say that is that I think that they're so they're almost too overconfident, and I think sometimes that comes back to bite them. And I think that's what bit them in in you know games five, six, and seven in uh you know in two thousand sixteen. I think that the way they play that free flowing style of play, I think they almost get too spoiled with themselves. And I think they feel like, oh, everything is insurmountable. We can just turn the switch on whenever we feel like it. And 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 I've been there. I've seen it. That turn the turn the turn the turn the switch the switch on on and off shit that only works for a little bit of time. Eventually, someday you're gonna go and turn that switch on, and that power is not gonna be there. That light ain't gonna come on, and you're gonna be searching, and you're gonna be searching like, what the fuck? Clicking, 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 clicking lights. Nope, it ain't coming on. I think the thing that's different with normally, I would say yes. But their ability to jumpstart that offense, like, it takes one person hitting threes, everybody starts hitting them. Yeah, it's contagious. Yeah, it's amazing. So I do agree with you to an extent. I just think they're just a little bit different than that, like, way of thinking. Because we've talked about that with the Cavs. The Cavs are close and they're just like, oh, they're just chilling. They're going to kick the switch, blah, blah, blah. And the switch doesn't always kick on. But I think sometimes with the Warriors, I think, like, Obviously, you're taking a lot of shots that are not always going to fall. But when the Warriors get on, we've, we just saw it. They play incredible defense, too. And this is without Andre Iguodala. A 15-point game doesn't really mean much with them. Yeah. That's, that's two possessions and a stop. And boom, they're right back in it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like... It's 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 crazy. Like I think the Rockets did collapse. Um, they collapse. Well, let's be fair too. Let's be fair though too. Everybody, all the for all you folks out there that are giving me the Chris Paul narrative, let's be fair. The Warriors didn't play great in the series. The Warriors could have easily, easily won this series in five games. Let's be fucking fair here. The Warriors choked Game Four, choked Game Four, and they gave away Game Five. They could have easily won those two games. Easily won those two games. So this could have easily been a five-game series. This idea that the Rockets were were better than the Warriors, it's it's bullshit. Bullshit. The Rock the Rockets, now give them credit. They took hey, the Warriors gave those games away and the Rockets took them. So you give them credit for that. But let's be fair here. The Warriors didn't play great in this series. They should have lost this fucking series. They should have lost this series. Because realistically, they gave away games. Gave away games. 
Had the Warriors been on their normal Warrior shit, they would have beat this team in five games. There's no doubt in my mind. They could have. They should have won Game Four, and they should have won Game Five. Yeah, they had a Chris Paul super game, and Steph had a stinker. So yeah, I mean, Game Five. Okay, you you want to you want to give that to the heroics of Chris Paul? Okay, I'll give you that. Game Four, the Warriors should have won Game Four. They gagged that fucking game away. Speaking of Chris Paul, let's not act like this nigga's some fucking world killer in the playoffs, too. And another thing, too, about greatness, part of being great is being available. Part of your greatness is showing up every day. Part of your greatness is being available. Part of, part of, nobody talks about Jordan being the greatest of all time because he missed playoff games or because he was unavailable for his team when it mattered most. You got to play. You got to play. And this dude is always hurt. Always hurt in big spots. Now, you can't blame it all on him. But I mean, shit. At some point. But but that's a deterrent on your legacy. That's a demerit on your legacy. Like, bro, you got to play. Part of being great is being available. You think if Jordan would have missed 45 playoff games in his career, we'd have the same opinion of him? No. Number one, they wouldn't have as many championships. And we, and, and we wouldn't have the same view of him. You got to play. You have to play. Availability is part of being great. Yeah, I mean, I, I 100% agree. I just, even then, dog, like... Chris Paul is known to collapse too. Oh yeah, he's collapsed. I mean, you know, he's collapsed so big time in playoffs. In the, you add in the Harden shit, you add in the Chris Paul shit, and the Mike D'Antoni shit don't work in the fucking playoffs. Like, bro, like, I think that's, that's, you get a recipe for disaster. And bro, I'm, and I'm and not I trying think, to go ahead. I'm, I'm, my bad, my bad. I'm cutting you off. Right. I think that the. I think the Warriors, like, the rumor is that the Suns are going to throw the bag at Clint Capella. <clears throat> Nigga, the Suns are going to the Suns are going to throw the bag at everybody. The Suns, they, they don't. They, they want to make, so the rumor is they want to make Clint Capella their top target. And they're going to draft, what's his name, uh, the Euro boy. Um, Which is a mistake, uh, but by the way, go ahead. Stupid. But it ain't a coincidence that they hired just like a coach. Yeah. No, I know. So. That's why it's going to be the Suns, free Devin Booker. Um, Anyway, but if Clint Capella goes, that team is done. Oh, and shout shout out to Trevor Ariza stinking up the fucking joint. Oh my God, Trevor! And look, it's hard for me to it's hard it's hard it's hard for me to criticize my boy Trevor. It's hard to criticize my boy Trevor, man, because you know he helped us win a championship in L.A., and I will forever be grateful. But damn, bro, Trevor, Trevor, Trevor. My God, my God, bro! It's okay to drive to the basket once in a while. It's okay. It, it's like it's not illegal. It's not illegal to drive to the basket. I'll say this to the Celtics. The Celtics here, dear Celtics and dear Rockets. It is okay to take a mid-range shot. It is okay to drive to the basket. It's okay. It's not illegal. There's no, there's no, there's no Bill Lane beers, you know, in those lanes there waiting to take your fucking heads off. It is okay to drive to the basket. Trust me, you will be a-okay. I hear the NBA uh, pension plan is wonderful, so you are in no immediate danger. 
it it just it drives me fucking insane, man. It just it drives me insane. And this is and this is my biggest problem with the league now, man. It's all all threes, all this pace and space, and you know up tempo basketball. And there's just there's no variance in the game. There's these team there's these teams can't post up anymore. Call me if any of these teams have a post presence. Like nothing. They have no plan B. Nothing. Zero. Zilch. Nada. They all want to take threes. And when they fall, wonderful. Great. Awesome. And when they don't, you see the results. You have a situation like Boston. Boston's fucking throwing up on themselves. And fucking the, the Rockets, they nutting on themselves. They were my man Jason Biggs from fucking Apple uh, from uh, Apple Pie. American Pie. When Nadia walks in and this nigga's just busting nuts left and right. That was the fucking Rockets last night. It's just it's just it's just mind boggling to me. Anyway, now we I have hope the Cavs, I hope the Cavs get I hope the Cavs get swept. Well, we were gonna transition to that. Are you excited about these finals? I'm not. I'm tired of seeing this shit. I really like even if like even if Kyrie was there, like even if Kyrie was still on the Cavs and the Cavs were still a halfway a better team that they've been, like I still don't want to see this shit. Like four times in a row, it's over. Like God, enough. I don't want to see it anymore. At least when this happened in the '60s with the Lakers and the Celtics, I mean there were only like ten teams in the league, so I mean I guess it was understandable. I mean now this is this is bad for the NBA. Mm-hmm. Who wants to see this shit four times in a row? Not only that is like, at least if it were the Celtics, it would be entertaining. And a different storyline, a young team yeah, against the exactly. dynasty, the the old dynasty of the Celtics versus the new modern day dynasty of the war. I mean, there's a better storyline. Plus, it's just fresh blood. Like some once in a while, like we like to see fresh blood in the finals. Like call me crazy, but I like to see different teams get opportunities. Call me crazy, and I know that's not the way of the league. I get all that. The league has always been like that to a certain extent. But 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 it's telling that this is the first time we've ever had two straight two teams meet in the finals four straight years. That's very telling. It's trash. I mean, it just I'm not excited about. It. I, I know, I know the agenda is to do a finals preview, but I mean, really, is there a finals? Is there, is this worthy of a preview? I mean, realistically no, speaking, everything that's been talked about has already been talked about. Exactly. I know it's a different team, of course. The Cavs are a much different team than they were the last three years. I get that, but I mean, it's still LeBron. It's still they go the way of LeBron. And again, I expect LeBron to be LeBron. I expect LeBron to average thirty-five to thirty-seven points in a series. To be the best player, individual player on the court, and I still expect the war. I'll say this: if the Warriors don't sweep the series, they should be embarrassed. Let's be fair, and I and I know it's disrespectful to say that because the greatness of LeBron. I I get all that, and plus that's why they play the games. You never know, but I, I get all that. I get, I completely get all that. But the Warriors, after the series you had against the Rockets. After the near-death experience you had against the Rockets, where you easily, if the Rockets had any fucking guts and balls, you easily could have went home in game six. Easily. Easily. After experiencing that, I want to see the Warriors come out with with a no-nonsense attitude and say, let's just fucking skull drug these guys. Yeah, just put them away. Let's put them away. Let's not fuck around. Let's not get too cutesy, you know, behind the backs and, you know, through the legs and dipsy doos and Harlem Grove trotter basketball and just fucking take it to them. 
Let's not play around. I want to see the Warriors on a mission. No let up, yeah, nothing. I want to see you foot, foot on fucking neck. Exactly. If the Warriors don't sweep this series, there should be an investigation. Let's be fair. Like, let's be, let's be real here. Like, if they don't fucking sweep this series, there should be an investigation. Because the Warriors, the Cavs have no business even being in competition with the Warriors right now. Let's be, let's be fair. Outside of LeBron. Outside, and you'll, and I guess you gotta give him one game because he is LeBron and he's just gonna sheer will his team to a victory. Any means necessary. You know, even if he has to drop 50, like, I guess you can give him one game. But at most, at most, this is a five game series. At most. I mean, I don't know what else yeah. to. Re- I don't know what else to really talk about. I mean, I don't know what else is really. Th- I don't know what else is really there to talk about. Like we've seen these guys before. This is the same script, the same movie. Like, I, you know. Yeah, I, I honestly, bro, I don't give a fuck. This, <laughs> this is this is O one Lakers. This is O one Lakers versus Allen Iverson and the Cavs. I mean, Allen Iverson in the Sixers, man. This is that Spurs Cavaliers series. Ah, it ain't that. It ain't that level. This this Cavs team ain't that bad. This Cavs team is a fucking. <laughs> this Cavs team is a, a a powerhouse compared to that fucking team. But I mean, just like in terms of excitement, like I just I just don't care, dog. And it's not because my team's not in it. Like I'm just tired of the fucking. Warriors Cavs shit, bro. Like, I'm tired of the lack of, like, parity, bro. Like, I'm just... But, I mean, it's always been like that in the league. It's always been like that. So, you know, know, and I get that. But, I mean, but it's it's more prevalent now, though. We still have the one-off years where, like, the Mavs would make it or... You know what I mean? Well, like, the problem is, is that there's no third team, bro. There's no third. Like, the, you look at the history of the NBA. There was usually, well, really since the 80s to now. Or to at least before the Warriors started, there was always that third team. You know, you had in the 80s, you had the Celtics, Lakers, you had the Sixers for a little bit. And then after the Sixers kind of faded, then you had the Pistons. You know, that was that third team. In the 90s, you obviously you had the Bulls, you had the Rockets. You know, in between there, there was a the Jazz that could have been constituted as a third team. You know, obviously you had the Spurs there with David Robinson. And then when we got Duncan, it kind of put them over the edge. So you always at least had two, two or three teams that you could legitimately see win a championship. Right now, there's no three teams that you could legitimately see win a championship. It's the Warriors. <clears throat> okay, I guess you want to say the Rockets. I guess. I, even though I never saw the champ- the Rockets as slam-duck champions, I, I I didn't see that. Nah. And any team LeBron is on. You know, that's it. It's yeah. basically the Warriors and any team LeBron is on. That's it. And as long as LeBron is in the East... Next. I think you'll start seeing it a little bit. I think you'll start seeing it a little bit different next year. Obviously, Sixers are going to, you know, take a, a, a step forward. You would think if they stay healthy. Um, <clears throat> obviously, the Celtics with Kyrie and and Hayward, and we'll see what changes or additions or subtractions subtractions they make. You know, they yeah, should take I wonder, this. I, honestly, I wonder like how they're gonna like. I think. I think Gordon Hayward and Tatum will be able to play together. Um, Hey, we're being back is going to eat in a, a guy like. Well, let's just see if he's back. I mean, you know, there's no guarantee. Yeah, I mean, I know. You know. This is the thing. Everyone keeps talking about the injury, the injury. He didn't have any ligament damage or anything like that. Like, he's back running around. Um, he's playing one on one now. And Danny Ainge said that 
probably by next month he's going to be able to like to run like basically five on five scrimmages, and then he'll be back for full contact by the end of the summer. Okay, and I they've mean, been taking it like very slow with him. Well, shit, he's had the whole year, so I would hope so. Yeah, I mean, he was out walking around like months ago. I know, but I'm always until bro. I'm a Met fan, so I'm skeptical when any, any team with any fucking. Well, I shouldn't do that because it's it's the Mets, and then there's everybody else when it comes to injuries. I get that, but um, but I mean, you know, until I see a guy on the field knowing that he's gonna play, like I'm always a little leery of that shit, especially with legs and you know stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, I, I, like I said. It was a it was a break. It was a nasty break, but there was no ligament damage or anything like that. So yeah. Um, but he, you know it's gonna really hurt, hunt into a guy like Marcus Morris's minutes, um, fucking Semi Ojale's minutes, whatever minutes he was getting. Um, you know, so I think that they'll have to to crunch some numbers and and really figure it out. Um. You know who's gonna play when and where? Because um, I like, for the most part, I like Marcus Morris. Uh, he's a gritty dude. He can get you a bucket. He can draw some fouls. He does a little bit of everything. I mean, I think you need a guy like that on your bench. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he could probably play the four in some small ball lineups. You know, he does it now. Um, so I would like to to see them keep him. Um, but you can't stunt the growth of Jason Tatum. You know, and I think we're going to see a lot of, like, Gordon Hayward playing the two while Jalen Brown is on the bench. Uh, I, I think moving Jalen Brown to the bench might be a, a good thing if it were to happen. Um, you know, not to get back on a Celtic thing. We've talked about that another time. Um, but, you know, I think Gordon Hayward being back and Kyrie being back, um, you know, I think that's going to definitely, you know, change the landscape of the East, I hope. Mm-hmm. Um but I think LeBron's going to stay in Cleveland. I don't, I don't think he's going to go anywhere. Well, we got time to break that down. We got time to, obviously, we got time to break that down. Yeah. As in the next coming. Hopefully, this series is done by next week sometime. So we'll we'll have we'll have plenty of time to break this shit down. Trust me. Um, yeah. Unless somehow. I'll, yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> No, I am excited for the World Cup. I am. I am excited for the World Cup. So, yeah, no, we'll, 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 we'll have a chance to break down the offseason and all that shit. Um, when it, when the com, when the time comes, obviously. Um, I do agree with you, though. I, I do. I only see two options. I only see, I see him either staying in Cleveland or signing in Philly. One of the two. I don't see him going to LA. I don't see him going to Houston. I don't, I don't see any of those. So, um, I, I, I don't see him going to the West. Well, why would you go to the West? You have a hard time beating the Warriors in the East when you only have to play them two times in a regular season and maybe once in the finals. So you're going to go to the West where you have to play them four times and then you got to meet them in the conference semis. Like, why would you do that? Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't buy that one. Even if he was to bring 14 niggas with him, why would you do that? But whatever, man. Uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about this last week, obviously, but, um, What's your thoughts on the whole anthem policy by the NFL? Man, fuck the NFL, dog. Yeah, straight like that? Bro, I'm considering not watching any NFL this year. You know what makes me mad about the whole anthem thing? It's, it's, the, <laughs> it's, it's the... 
I ain't gonna go that far, man. I'm a Jet fan, unfortunately. I, I'm a masochist, yeah. man. I'm a masochist, man. I'm 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 gonna you torture my soul. I may want to, nigga. You you a Bucks fan? What are you talking about? You know, ain't no better shakes than hey, me. What are you talking about? I'm just saying. Jet might put some years on my life too, though. Oh wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I think Terry Rozier just took another jump shot, and it missed. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, he did. Um, anyway, um, oh, oh shit, hold on, hold on, hold on. Jameis Winston just just got in trouble again. What? He sold hey. he sold crab legs again? Really? Really? And, oh and, man! And, can you answer me a question? What's good? How many points did Lonzo score in his playoff game? Touche, touche. Anyway, uh, now you know what bothers me about the fucking NFL thing. It, it, it's the cowardliness in which it was done. That's what bothers me about it. Because first of all, they put it when they when they when they fucking revealed that this anthem policy was going into effect. I think it was last Wednesday or some shit like that. It was right on that right on that time. It was either last Wednesday. Yeah, it was last Wednesday. Because matter of fact, I was dropping my wife off at the airport, and when it broke, we were, I was in a car with her. So it was about last Wednesday. And what bothered me was when they put it out, when they put the press release out, oh, that all 30 teams, you know, all 32 teams agreed and they voted for it. Oh, they come to, come to find out through investigating and reporting that there was no official meeting to decide this was going to be the policy. They polled the franchises. They polled every owner. And of course they all said, yeah, we'd like the players to stand. We'd like the players to be, you know, you know, endeavorance and respectful of the flag or whatever, whatever. But there was no official meeting discussing, well, you know, we want this. And if this is not the thing, da, 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 da. so first of all, their press release was full of shit. And, and then of course, then obviously when, when the shit goes down and it's released and everybody finds out about the fucking thing, then you start, then you start seeing the owners cracking under pressure, you know, Jed York saying, Oh, we help, you know, we didn't vote or we didn't, we didn't support this. Obviously you got Chris Johnson say he's going to pay the fines and all that. You know, that, that's all fine and dandy. Chris Johnson was a Trump supporter. So he could say all he wants. He can be, you know, he could be Father Flanagan all he wants. He can be, uh, the dad from different strokes all he wants. Fact of the matter is he supported this fucking loser in the White House. So I ain't trying to, and he's my owner. So I'm allowed to criticize him. So congratulations, whatever. You don't get no praise from me. Cause they could talk all that shit they want now in the off season, but until I see it, I'll believe it. But here's the thing that bothers me, though. Here's the thing that bothers me. It's this this idea that you're going to try to regulate protest. Like, it's disgusting. Like, really? Really? You're going to try to regulate protesting? Really? That's, that's what we're going to do now? We're going to regulate the right, the, 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 the simple right that we as Americans all have, whether you like my protest, whether you disagree with my protest, whether you think I'm a shitbag, whether you think I'm the greatest person on planet Earth, my right is to protest. My right is to protest. And don't give me this bullshit that, oh, why are you going to bring politics into sports? Why are you going to bring politics? Sports is littered with politics. Every month when it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month, when it's this month, when it's Midget Awareness Month, Little People Awareness, sorry. When it's Little People. Salute to service. Yeah, salute to service. Everything is done for political, political gain. Okay? So don't give me that. Don't give me that. I'm just, uh, you know what? I don't even want to talk about it anymore, man. Because it's just fucking, it's going to drive me insane even more. I've already ranted I'm tonight. I'm already like, I'm, I've been over it. I'm just, I'm really numb to it, man. I'm going to say, 
is that it's all supposed to be all respect for our flag and this and that and the third. But like forced patriotism isn't patriotism. And protesting something is the most American thing that you can do. Yeah. And and making someone do something, that's like when you have a little brother or little sister and you beat him, beat him up or hit him and your mom makes you go say sorry and you say sorry. You don't mean that shit, dog. No. Did it because you have to. That's, yeah. that's all this bullshit is. Is that they're flexing their might and they don't want the fucking worker bees to have too much power. Yeah. Well, the niggers are protesting. We can't have them. You can't have them. Have them. Stay in your place. Stay in your place. Just shut up and play, nigger. That's, that's, that's what, essentially, that's what that comes down to. Dance, boy, dance. That's exactly what it is. You gonna shut up and play this football, boy, and baby, be thankful we're giving you a contract. Yeah, be 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 grateful. That's be what that is. I, I can't I can't protest at my job. I get fired. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, every time I see somebody, want, I, every time I see somebody say that, I want to punch them in the face. I dog. I'm just. Anyway, we. I just it, it, it just it's 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 just irritating, man. It's irritating, and it's like it's gotten to the point now. It's gotten to the point now where you you can't you're not going to win that argument. So this is why the NFL this is what the NFL fails, and that idiot Roger Goodell fell, fails at that. This is such a hot button political issue that you're not going to win this fight. So you're better off not even doing anything about it and just letting it play out. Letting it just be what it is. And how about this? Here's a novel concept. How about we listen to what these players are protesting? How about we yeah. take a minute to sit there and say, you know what? Hey, we support our players and we support what they're doing. And we say, hey, you know what? Philando Castile getting murdered. Not to mention, this came after a couple days after the Sterling Brown situation. Like, this is the clear example of why these people are protesting. They're not protesting because it looks cool or because it's, you know, it's the thing to do. No, this is this is a this is a clear example of why these dudes are protesting. Sterling Brown, watch the video. I mean, it it, it just. Dog, I don't even want. I don't even, yeah, we can we can go. Anyway, we 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 we've, we've touched this we've touched this topic so many times. It's it's yeah. It's being a dead horse. Yeah, it's being a dead horse because you're not gonna convince. Because I'm sure that there's people that listen to this podcast that. Are you know the you know the the blue blood American, uh, and here's another thing too. And I love that this point. Some caller on a on a radio station that I was listening to made this point. If you're gonna make NFL players stand, I better see every motherfucking concession worker. I better see every yeah. fucking fan in that in that audience in that in that in that stadium. They better be with their fucking at attention, hat off, saluting yeah. that motherfucking anthem. Oh, I gotta pee. Oh, I gotta go grab a bud. No, no, you wait your ass right there. If you're tailgating, if you're tailgating, I want you to put down your grill tools. If you're in your car, you yep. stop your car because it's about respecting the flag, right? About respecting the flag, respecting our anthem, respecting our anthem. Slaves. Yep. You know, um, but I also want to see people who get all in a tizzy about Roseanne's First Amendment rights when her stupid ass show got canceled today. But then when you want to throw it in their face about NFL players, they're going to say, oh, that's different. Can't wait for these things to come out. Yeah. Fucking hypocrites. And if that, if the shoe fits, I'm sorry, though. If that shit offends you, 
if if you feel like I touch a nerve, I call you. If you feel like Justin is talking to you, you might want to have a look in the mirror. Hey, you probably you might want to open your yeah. ears. You might want to have a sit down with yourself. You may yeah. actually listen to someone with an opposing view of yours and find out why someone is going to great lengths to do the things they do for something that they believe in. Yeah. Because protest ain't supposed to be convenient. The saddest thing. attention. The saddest thing is that we have an NFL fan base that supports that is more, that is okay with a man raping, beating, in some cases murdering, murdering people. But a but a guy or a group of guys protesting injustices in their communities is considered a pariah. Yep. Let that sink in. Dante Stallworth killed. Dante Stallworth killed. Who did he play for when he came back? Was it the Ravens? Uh, the Patriots, wasn't it? Maybe. I, f- I forget. It wasn't the Patriots? Because he was on that 07 Patriots team, the undefeated team. He was on that. I forget when he got arrested. I forget. And he did his little time. Yeah. Um... Hold on, I'm gonna look for her. Dog, if let's be real, if Aaron Hernandez, if Aaron Hernandez did, it was it the Browns? Did, it the Browns? Okay, he was with the Browns. Yeah, I was right. He was with the Browns. He caught the manslaughter manslaughter charges, and the Browns terminated his contract mm-hmm. in February 2010. Um, and then like a week later, he signed a one year deal with the Ravens, right? With with the Ravens. Yeah, I think I remember it. His career is pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Nobody was boycotting NFL after that. Dog, let's be honest. If Aaron Hernandez had done his time, not murdered himself, and he did, he came out of prison, and he could and he could still run routes. There have been teams after Aaron Hernandez. Let's be fucking real. Aaron Hernandez was popping niggas in the league while he was in the league. Aaron Hernandez was out here just shooting niggas, but he can run them routes. Catch. And he can catch. That first it, it, it's just, it, it just, it, it's, it's mind boggling, man. And you could call me a phony. You could call us both a phonies because we're sitting here ripping the NFL to shreds. And guess what? Guess what? First weekend of September or the second weekend of September, we'll be there. Go Bucks, go Jets. We'll be there. So you can call us phonies. Yeah, we're phonies. I might not be. You gonna be there, nigga. Shut up. You gonna be there, bro? Remember Leonard? Didn't Leonard Little kill somebody because he was driving drunk? Dog, the Cowboys. This fucking idiot, Jerry Jones, has the audacity. All our players are gonna be expected to stand for the anthem. If they play on the Cowboys, they're gonna be stand. You let Josh Brent on your sidelines. Not even what. Hours? A mere hours after he killed his fucking teammate. But Jerry Jones now is going to be the voice of American patriotism and civil morality? Fuck you. Fuck you, Jerry Jones. The fuck out of here. Leonard Little crashed into a woman in St. Louis with her kids in the car. His blood alcohol content was 0.19%. The legal limit is 0.08 in Missouri. He got four years of probation. Unbelievable. Unbelievable, man. 
<laughs> but but Colin Kaepernick says, I'm tired of seeing black kids get murdered. Nope, we can't have him play in our league. No, 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 no. That kind of nigger with that voice and that power. No, no, no. We can't have that here. No. No, we've got to stop that. We've got to put a stop. Eric Reed? Eric Reed? Black power salutes? No, 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 no. We've got to. We've got to stop that. No, we've we're not going to. What Bob McNair say? It just, the inmates can't be running, running asylum. asylum. Yep. So yeah, fuck the NFL. But again, you'll be there in September. Watch, nigga. You'll be there, nigga. I'm, I'm, Shut up! Just, Shut up! You're gonna be there in September, nigga. Shut up. Whole time, dog. You just don't like me calling you a phony. I call myself a phony, nigga. I'm being real. Nah, dog. I'm dead ass. Like, you ain't gonna be there, nigga. Oh, okay, the Buck and it, okay, the Bucks start out six and zero. You gonna be there? Hey, you ain't gonna be there. Good for them. You full of shit, nigga. Shut up. Shut up. All right, watch. watch. Shut up. Come, come, come October and we running the NFL recap. You gonna be talking to yourself like a motherfucker. Yeah, right, nigga. Shut up. Hey, I'm saying, watch. shut up. Shut up. Shut the hell up. You gonna be there right in September? Go Bucks, go. Why are you trying to give me a list, man? <laughs> <laughs> go, Bucks, go! That's going to be you, nigga. Shit, don't be out of here yeah, with that. Like a cartoon character. Hey, man, you light-skinned dudes cheer like that, man. They don't look ass. Anyways, you just didn't like me that I called you phony, man. Hey, man, we all phonies, man. We, we sitting here ripping the NFL to shreds, and, but we're going to be there. Games count, they matter. You know what I mean? We're going to be there. Rooting for our teams, man. I just said we'll see. We'll see? Nigga, that sounds like you're going to be there. No, I'm saying. I said the first thing. You I might have good intent. Nigga, this, this, this boycott is going to start out like most diets, bro. Oh, yeah. I'm going to eat healthy. I'm going <laughs> to eat right. Two weeks in, nigga. You back to eating fucking cheeseburgers and bonbons, nigga. Fuck out of here. That's how this, that's how this protest is going to go. That's what that, that's what that is. Say, don't be surprised, dog. Don't be surprised. Anyway, I should make I should make you the power of the week for fucking disrespecting my willpower like that. Whoa, whoa, whoa man! You know I gotta set it up correctly, man. You gotta set it up correctly. So let me get my moment to set it up, being the host. Let me do my whole shit. Damn it! Fouls of the week. And, uh, <laughs> hey, man, you got to let me do my whole shit, man. You know what I mean? Right. We got a, we got a format to follow here, man. Anyways, fouls of the week. Uh, my light-skinned compadre here would like to start first. What's going on? Holla at me. I just have a very quick, simple foul for everybody. Go ahead. All of y'all niggas who were saying that Brad <laughs> Stevens, Danny Ainge should sell... Off of uh, Kyrie and Terry Rozier to replace <laughs> Kyrie Irving, and Kyrie Irving is expendable now. That scary Terry is out here. Yeah, hold this Kurt Rambis file. <laughs> <laughs> <You're just> fucking, <laughs> stupid. <laughs> fucking stupid. Oh man. That's it. That's it, man. That's it. Wow, that was that was that was a lot of animosity by you, man. You sure? Bro, that shit is so stupid, dog. Niggas was like, 
yeah, Kyrie is always hurt, and 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 Terry Rozier can 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 do this and that and the third and blah 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 blah. And I was like, maybe we might have a tricky decision to make. I don't think you give up on Kyrie, but and, and it's not even for people. You don't think you don't give up on Kyrie? I mean, it's not a think. Kyrie's one of the top fifteen players in the league. I I wouldn't want to leave give up on him either. And it's not even for the people who entertain the thought. Because, yes, the thought has crossed my mind. And I was like, damn, this nigga's really balling right now. However, however, y'all was going very hard. Not y'all as in you. I wasn't in that camp. Nah, you you definitely weren't. But some of y'all was calling Kyrie a bum and Damn. The same Kyrie that averaged twenty five points a game this year when he was out when he was healthy. But yeah, Kyrie, Kyrie held LeBron back because <laughs> oh oh oh, and my favorite, and my favorite, he's a system player. What? Brad <laughs> Stevens is a systems coach. Anyway, oh my god! Yeah, listen, we don't even oh need to give god. these. We don't even need to give these dudes that much shine, man. They're fucking retards. There's a reason why they're not GMs. Not saying that I'm I'm an expert or you're an expert, but there's a reason why these idiots aren't fucking GMs. So yeah, that was the hot take. And and look, we're not burying Terry Rozier off of one game either. Let's be fair. You know, I, I think that's unfair too to just bury him off of one game. But you know, the people that wanted to discard Kyrie, uh, hold hold your horses on that one. Um, I got two fouls. You want to play like that? Oh, if Kyrie, but we know this. It's it's uh, it's unfair to say. Like we know that. Of course, if Kyrie was in the game, they, Kyrie shots off. He's going to the rim. He's going to the rim because he actually knows how to close out a series. Unlike um, James Harden. But hey, what do I know? I never hooped, so you know I can't. Yeah, I can't yeah, make those I assumptions. Never I, I never. I never. I never hooped. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I don't play ball. Uh, my fouls of the week. I have two. Yes, I have two. Uh, Joel Embiid, shut the fuck up. Okay. First of all, I'm getting so fucking tired of Joel Embiid. Who the fuck died and made Joel Embiid the unofficial character of the NBA? Dude, I don't need you tweeting after the Celtics lost. Oh, now you're on the couch with us. (laughs) Or, you know, live tweeting different reactions to different things going on in the game. How about you? How about how about this, Joel? First of all, how about you get back in that gym and you work on not having Aaron Baines stuff you in the last possession of a of a fucking crucial playoff game. How about that? We work let's work on that, okay? And while we're at it, let's let's improve those knee cartilages and those knee bones so that we can play a full season. How about that? Let me let's let's worry about that. And oh, while you're at it, you and your uh, some of your shooting drills, let's pass that on to our boy Ben, okay? So that he can improve his jump shot. Because I literally believe that my little sister can shoot better than Ben Simmons. And she's never played a day in her life of basketball. So instead of live tweeting, let's do that. Instead of trying to be the, the character of the NBA, let's do that. Okay? Let's do that. Because I'm, I'm, get, I'm getting so fucking tired of Joel Embiid. And I like Joel Embiid. I think he's a hell of a player. But I'm getting so fucking tired of this dude. Like, dude, shut the fuck up. Shut up! But I will, I will say, um, did you see that video of him playing pickup? Yeah, I saw it. Nigga, that shit had me dying. It was funny. I ain't gonna lie, that <laughs> was funny. If, if y'all don't, 
I don't know what we're talking about. This nigga Joel, he be doing some dumb nigga shit. Like, (laughs) (laughs) this dude was at the park, like, playing with some white boys. Like, he wasn't even playing with no brothers. Like, he was playing with some white dudes. Bro, he hit the ball of old boy's head and, like, windowed on half their team. That shit had me crying. Yeah, that was funny. That was funny. But I mean, you don't get no points for that shit, man. You balling against niggas that ain't even. Come on, man. Whatever. So, Joel. No, I know. I get it. I get what you're saying. I'm just saying, for him, you know, you don't get no fucking. Yeah. He didn't do that shit to Aaron Damn sure didn't. That's for sure. Um, And then my second foul of the week is to Nick Saban. Um, So, it's a little bit of an obscure story, but. So, Brandon Kennedy is a, um, a backup offensive lineman on the uh, Alabama Crimson fucking Tide, who recently requested a waiver to transfer to an an SEC team. And he was denied his waiver by Nick Saban per the fact that there is a conference rule specifying that kids cannot transfer within SEC schools for, I think, a certain period of time. And his quote was, Brandon Kennedy can go anywhere he wants to go. But if we don't do that, why is it on me? Because we have a conference rule that says he can't do it and he can't do it. But he's supposed to sit out. No, he says, oh, shit, I'm sitting here reading like fucking Joel Embiid. Um, (laughs) No, nigga, because the shit uh, fucking my screen locked on me. Hold on. Brandon Kennedy can go anywhere he wants to go. but 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 if he wants to do that, why is it on me? Because we have conference rules, and that's what they are. So why is it on me to have to make every decision, is what he basically said. Hold on, Nick Saban. First of all, you are the king of college football. You are the king of college. Like, you run college football, essentially. You are the face. You are the ruler. You are the mighty, every the all, the all supreme being of college football. Okay. Let the kid transfer. This shit is so petty of me. This is a, this is this is what bothers me about college sports. These individuals want to sit here and tell these kids they can't do this. You can't go out and sign your name and get you know a thousand dollars to do a fucking autograph session, or you can't sell your jersey for for a buck here, or a buck there. You can't do this. I got Nick Saban now. Nick Saban playing the moral authority. This is the same guy that quit on the fucking Dolphins. Quit after a year. Oh, I'm not taking, I'm not, I'm not being interviewed by any jobs. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. All the while he was sitting there whining and dining with Alabama. But now this guy, so, so it was good for you to go search other opportunities and go, you know, quit on your fucking organization. But now you want to sit there and, and, and rob the young man for whatever the reason that he has that he wants to transfer for whatever the reason is. Maybe it's in his best interest. That's what he wants to do. Who cares? Who cares? Let the man transfer. But no, Nick Saban's going to play moral authority. Nick Saban is going to sit there and say, well, you know, why does it fall on me? You know, we have rules in place, so why does it fall on me? When you make $10 million a year, yeah, it falls on you, Nick. I'm sorry. When you're the face of college football, yeah, it falls on you. When you are the coach on the premier program in the country, guess what? It falls on you. And he's your player. So who the hell else is going to fall on Pretty much, I hate Nick Saban anyway. I can't stand Nick Saban anyway. He's a piece of shit. 
I've always hated Nick Saban. I've always felt like he's a fucking phony ass motherfucker. But I got Nick Saban now. Nick Saban now is is giving us is giving us a morality. Him and Jerry Jones can both go fuck themselves. Straight like that. I'm so I've been so vulgar and loud and nasty in this podcast. And I'm usually I've had a great weekend. Uh, you know I'm you know I'm trying to be more godly. You know what I'm saying I'm trying to be a godly person. But you know what I mean these God y'all, y'all, TFPers y'all gotta follow me man. Y'all gotta y'all gotta y'all gotta pray for me man. These athletes, these coaches, these GMs, they just they just bring it out of me man. I'm trying to be better. I'm trying to be better. But God ain't through with me yet. So fouls of the week. Fouls of the week. Fouls of the week. Fouls of the week is Nick Saban and and Joel Embiid. My man, my man Jesus says God God's working on all of us. He's working on he's well, he's working overtime on me, that's for sure. Especially if I keep doing this podcast and I keep letting these fucking people get on my nerves, then yeah. That's what's gonna happen. So we're going to get up out of here, man. We're going to get up out of here. Uh, I've, I've yelled and I've ranted and raved for enough <laughs> for one podcast, man. We're going to get up out of here. Um, as always, man, you, you guys know where to follow the show. We're on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, anywhere where you can find a podcast for free. We are there. So check us out. Listen and subscribe. Y'all know the deal. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Brown. Facebook, Manuel Brown. On Instagram, at the Manuel Brown. Follow the show at VTF Podcast One on Twitter, at VTF Podcast on Instagram. So, and my co host on Twitter, where can they find you? You can catch me at Jujitsu, J U T T J I T S U. Same for Instagram, everywhere else on social media. That's where you can find me and pictures of my awesome dog. Word. Yeah, man, as always, thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Uh, if you like the show, if you like what you're listening, please, 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 I say this all the time, drop us a review. We need those reviews. Keep them coming. We've got some great, we actually got like three or four new reviews. We're getting them like by the week now. So, um, that's dope. So keep dropping those reviews, yeah, man. We, we truly appreciate it. Yeah, man, we're gonna have to start shouting people out. Uh, we're gonna have to start shouting, but I don't want to sound like we pay them motherfuckers or we bribe them motherfuckers to do it. Oh, we'll shout you out if you drop us a review. So just man, hey man, if you listen, if you're listening, it's called positive reinforcement. Positive reinforcement. Okay, well, if you listen and you like the show, man, drop us a review, man, and we appreciate the great words and the, and the well wishes. So, yeah, man, from my co-host Jut, I am Manny Fresh. We're gonna get up out of here, man. Have a happy, safe, blessed week. We will catch y'all next Sunday, hopefully. Oh, uh, real quick, real quick. Um, it's past Memorial Day, but. Um, shout out to all of our yes. veterans who have laid down the ultimate sacrifice for us. Um, the country is in shambles, more or less, right now. Um, but y'all made it happen for us to be able to do a lot of the things that we can do. Um, so, all the families that have lost ones, um, you know, this this is for y'all too. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, that's my bad. I should have I should have led with that. Um, yeah. Absolutely, man. God bless all the families, everyone. And I just thank all the battle buddies that that sacrificed their lives, that paid that ultimate sacrifice for me to be able to do this show right here in this little corner of the world and talk to y'all about sports. So, man, thank you. Thank you. And God bless. And like I was saying, um, enjoy y'all weeks, man. Have a happy, safe, blessed week. We'll catch y'all next week on the podcast. For my co-host, Judd, I am Manny Fresh. We are out. Peace. Serious, serious.